Patrick Montgomery was in court. Jonathan Manapa will stay in federal custody. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Everyone, welcome to the show. So 35-year-old New Hampshire resident Kirsten Namila promoted violence towards lawmakers in the days leading up to the Capitol attack. On January 3rd of 2021, Namila wrote on Facebook, quote, get Mo for all our government. Later that day, she shared a screenshot of a tweet which read in part, quote, if I were a congressman on Jan 6, knowing every one of the traitors are together at one location, and there were some one million pissed off patriots outside, I would be rather nervous as to how I would safely exit the building. The following day, Namila shared a photo of a ballistic helmet and it contained a sticker which said, quote, kill the deep state and wwg1 wga so that stands for the q saying of where we go one we go all you know to prison <laughs> um, anyway namila also captioned the image with quote the shit coming out finally is insane let's hang them high so on january 6 namila went to the capitol with her girlfriend stephanie Chigwer, I think is how you pronounce it, and three other people. And they walked past down fencing with area closed signs on them. Um, they saw smoke, they smelled tear gas, and one of Namila's friends was struck with a pepper ball. That didn't deter them though. They kept moving towards the Capitol and eventually they illegally entered the building 11 minutes after the initial breach. They moved to the Capitol crypt and they were part of that large mob that overran the officers and pushed past them to a doorway. There was a set of stairs there that led to the speaker's suite. So Namila and the rest of the crowd easily overran the four officers that were guarding that entryway. And then Namila's friend, Michael Eckerman, knocked one of the officers down. And then another member of the mob sprayed that same officer with a fire extinguisher. So this was anything but a crowd that was just simply protesting. Um, they then moved to an area just outside of the House chamber, which was being guarded by eight officers. And members of Congress were still inside at that point. And the officers had the doors barricaded with the furniture. You guys have seen those photos. They had their weapons drawn. Um, so after pushing past the outnumbered officers in that area, these eight officers, Namila and her friends stood back. They were watching while other people were banging on the doors. They were using their fists, their flagpoles. Well, for some reason, Namila and her friends decided to move down the hallway. So they found this conference room and they went in, she and two other people, they took photos in front of a George Washington portrait, and then they headed back out. And eventually they exited the building. So they were inside for a total of 21 minutes. And following the Capitol attack, Namila made additional threats and she continued to spread quackspiracies about Democrats and what have you. Um, on January 8th, she replied to a friend's Facebook comment. She wrote, quote, if it ain't fixed, we going back locked and loaded. We will take back our country. And on January 10th, Namila shared posts about child sex trafficking rings, and she said, quote, let's hang them all. 
So Namila was arrested on January 18th of 2022, and she was charged with entering a restricted building or grounds, two counts of disorderly conduct, and parading or demonstrating in a capital. Namila rejected a plea deal, and following a four-day jury trial, she was convicted on all counts. Based on the most serious of the misdemeanor counts, Namila was facing up to one year in prison, one year of probation, and $100,000 in fines. And this time, the prosecutor asked for almost the full jail term. The government requested 11 months in prison, one year of probation, and 500 in restitution, and a fine of $3,672. So that fine reflects the amount of money that Namila had raised from donors to cover personal and legal expenses. And in their sentencing memo, the government noted that Namila has given multiple media interviews since her trial, and she's shown absolutely no remorse. She has instead insulted the court, she insulted the jurors, um, the government, even her own attorneys. She made verifiably false statements in these interviews as well. She asserted that she didn't receive a pretrial hearing, which they proved was absolutely false. Um, Namila accused her attorneys even of conspiring with the government, and she claimed that the jurors were biased among many other things. And Emila's mother created a Give, Send, Go fundraising page for her. It falsely states that Namila is a, quote, victim of political persecution, slander, and libel. <laughs> and it says that Namila exited the building immediately when she, quote, noticed some nefarious activities taking place. Really? Really? Like your friend mowing down a police officer? Whoops, nope, you didn't leave after that. <laughs> or any of the other violence you witnessed. But, you know, party of personal responsibility right here, folks. <laughs> and as you guys may have guessed, Namila has a violent criminal history. In 2012, Namila was charged with assault after she physically attacked another woman, left this woman bleeding from the nose and the mouth. Um, that case was later dismissed, though, because of, quote, lack of prosecution. And then in 2019, Namila was arrested and convicted of disorderly conduct after she entered a bar and they say that she was already intoxicated when she went in the bar. She starts yelling out racial slurs. And then after refusing to leave and being forced outside, she pushed someone. And so the police were called and then also her fiance was somehow contacted. Fiance arrives and tells the police that Namila is quote, aggressive when she is intoxicated, frequently causes issues, has a problem with authority. You don't say. And after the Capitol attack in May of 2021, Namila was arrested again at a hospital because the staff told her she needed to put on a mask. So they said that she appeared to be intoxicated again in this incident, and she, quote, became belligerent and shouted vulgarities. And then she physically tried to fight the security guards. So unfortunately, no charges were filed in that case. And Namila, in this case, the January 6th case, has refused to comply with the probation office. She's refused to sign release forms. She's refused to submit financial records to determine her sentence. So U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper presided over this case. There's no publicly available record of what went down at the sentencing hearing. 
but Namila was sentenced to 11 months in jail, one year of probation, $500 in restitution, and a $1,000 fine. So a surprisingly decent sentence by Judge Cooper, you know, should have taken a plea deal. Um, I always tell them, but they don't listen <laughs> anyway, guys. But yeah, I'm shocked because Cooper is typically one of the weak judges, but he, he did pretty good in this. So anyway, I will let you know if I hear any more about Namila. I wouldn't doubt it. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate. Um, it helps if you can donate monthly, if you can become a, a monthly donor. The links are down below in the description box on YouTube and also on the podcast. Really helps to keep the show going and moving forward and for the long haul. So really appreciate it. Love you all. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.